Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you for joining me for this week's edition of the SMIE Consulting Midweek Roundup. We're coming to you live from the IC3 conference in Hyderabad, India. Uh, we've just completed the uh, university fair where over 255 university representatives from the US, UK, Canada, Australia, and other a number of institutions from other countries beyond the major destination markets are here in Hyderabad, uh, one of the tech uh, tech capitals of the world, and certainly within India, uh, many Silicon Valley. Uh, for those who have uh, students from India, uh, you've probably seen in the United States a number of applicants from this region, Andhra Pradesh and Telangana. Uh, been in country now for since Sunday morning. I got in from uh, into Delhi, uh, had a chance to get about three hours sleep after my flight landed late. I got to my hotel, got to my hotel, and three hours of sleep before an IDP uh, fair in Delhi, fortunately in the hotel I was staying in. But a fantastic fair, really uh, our first uh, international recruitment trip for UNLV, uh, doing direct recruitment travel, meeting with students, meeting with counselors. Uh, it's been really uh, a very productive trip so far. Still have about four more days. One more day of the conference here in Hyderabad, followed by some uh, other work with our agent partners here in, in the region. I'll be doing uh, three days of travel with um, one of our partners to Vijayawada, uh, to Warangal, and back here for a number of fairs over a three-day period, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And back to Delhi early Monday morning for uh, my one day of relaxation on this trip. It's been pretty much go, go, go since I got here. I'm real excited about what's uh, what's coming out of this conference in particular and some uh, some opportunities uh, to connect with uh, counselors, college counselors from the secondary school community here in India, but from around the world. Ran into Rosa uh, from uh, Rosa Zutatas Moreno. Uh, Marino Zatapis from uh, used to be very much a part. Rosa has been very much a part of the. That's uh, one thing with this conference I've realized. It's, it is uh, a movement, and certainly not though the conference has been in India for uh, its three years of existence, or multiple years of existence now, but pre and post pandemic. Uh, all the conferences happen here, but they are. There are plans down the road to move around. They do have a number of regional institutes every year uh, that are in different parts, uh, regions in the world to attract. Counselors, um, the, the goal of, of IC3 is uh, transforming lives globally, purpose and direction for every child, and their key element is a counselor in every school. So that's really the goal of the IC3 movement. And we've been uh, very fortunate here. I'm going to turn it around so we can see some of the, the Expo Hall here, a uh, big IC3 booth here at the front. In terms of uh, their team, uh, again, it's a global team now. Uh, they have certainly folks in the U.S. that are very much responsible for for um, promoting it to U.S. higher ed folks. They've got reps in other countries that are major destinations for students in this market. But they're really looking for universities to become uh, more embedded in the cause of promoting counselor in every school. And it's, uh, it's interesting to see we do have some uh, country pavilions. We've got the Scottish universities with a pavilion. We've got the Australians with the Study Australia. Uh, California schools have a pavilion. So interesting mix. It's a smaller uh, event, but combined between the 
in-person folks and the virtual folks. It's a, it's a hybrid event. Uh, there are approximately 1,600 participants in the conference this year. So it's a really good mix of uh, in-person. I'd probably say at least, well, probably closer to 1,000 uh, are here altogether. Uh, the university fair was quite a jam-packed room uh, for, uh, for, for the 255 institutions represented, or 260 or so. Uh, they're in between sessions now, getting ready for graduation of their for the counselors. So basically, it's a counselor training. It's really at the heart of the movement to develop uh, the folks who can be counselors in schools that don't have college counselors, and uh, it's really an important part. And there's uh, President of NACAC is here, Angel Perez. He was uh, part of the uh, up front for the opening ceremony this morning. I've got some uh, really outstanding folks, and uh, speaking speaking of the devil, not Angel, but there he is, Angel Perez from NACAC. And uh, certainly a wide assortment of uh, university reps that come to this. Uh, because it is in India, the lion's share of the counselors that are present are from India. Uh, there's always that flavor to it. Um, I had a very interesting keynote this morning from a gentleman who's... Um, a software engineering by engineer by trade, but also an artist, uh, musician, and has written books, cookbooks, uh, using some of applying some of his uh, programming skills to develop uh, resources uh, that are helpful in breaking down what he calls uh, what we should all become is uh, develop a, a, a policy of strategic laziness. And he says software engineers are the should be the definition of strategically lazy uh, in terms of what they try and do. They help uh, eliminate uh, repetition and, and in terms of programming uh, as part of their job. So very interesting uh, talk. Gave a little bit of an uh, ironic twist to um, to India, that uh, India is a very diverse country for those who haven't traveled here, uh, geographically, population-wise, uh, certainly cuisine-wise, very different. Uh, depending on where you are in the country, and the map that broke down each state by what percentage of its population are veg, uh, vegetarians, basically, or prefer vegetarian diet. And we are in the leaf veg part of uh, India, in Telangana and Andhra Pradesh, uh, with about 1.3%, I think it was, that are vegetarian, uh, compared to the north and west of the country that are uh, majority veg. So, uh, really interesting perspectives on that, but uh, ironically, uh, after seeing that we're in the least fed state, uh, where meat eaters abound uh, in terms of population, uh, obviously this part of the country is famous for its um, chicken biryani, uh, rice dish, and uh, unfortunately there was not a single uh, piece of meat to be found on the lunch buffet this morning. Uh, so, uh, we're hoping for a little bit better things with the dinner tonight, but uh, certainly the um, the conference is a, just a two-day conference, uh, sessions this morning. One session in particular I'll draw my higher ed colleagues' attention to that uh, everybody should be putting on their radar. And that was a session on uh, the CBSE in, in India. That um, It's taken by, uh, well, I think, 1.5 million students a year. Uh, and CB, CBSEs are the, not state boards, each state in India has their, has their own boards too, but certain number of schools take the CBSEs, and that is the, na the, the national board exams uh, for secondary school. Basically, in India, after standard 10, 
students, um, if they're in CBSE schools, are doing uh, our CBSE curriculum in 11 to 12. So what there has been a movement uh, amongst folks um, in India and their U.S. Uh, counterparts uh, of Indian descent, uh, including Swaraj uh, from KIC Univisist, uh, been leading the charge to get um, U.S. institutions to recognize CBSE as equivalent on two different levels that I, I want to draw your attention to. One of those is uh, the curriculum taught fully in English uh, if they're in a CBSE school through their standard 10s and 12s, actually since what they call 14 years of education, including a couple of pre-kindergarten and pre-kindergarten years of education uh, in English if they're in a CBSE school. And that means uh, uh, what the, the first piece of the this session was focusing on, uh, providing the data from CBSE, um, the curriculum, and uh, the depth of uh, depth of the preparation, and, and what the, what they cover in their in their courses. And uh, what has happened is um, that there are schools in the U.S. that are now waiving the English proficiency requirement for students who are completing the CBSEs. And this is something I want to, I would like to put on your radar. For those of you who are concerned about eliminating barriers, and that was one of the titles in the session, eliminating barriers for students in CBSE, uh, that one of those barriers is English proficiency. Because how, how many of your schools will still require Indian students, unless they're in an English, um, excuse me, unless they're in an IB, AP, uh, um, or for example, IGCSC and a level curriculum at their schools? that you will still require them to take a couple of IELTS or other English proficiency exams. Uh, the data that we saw was actually from Northeastern University. They were one of the first to, uh, to implement a policy where not only recognize uh, the CBSEs as equaling uh, or equivalent of students enrolled in that, that curriculum, waiving their English proficiency requirement, test requirement, and then also, interestingly enough, and this is where the extra work will need to be done on our part, is uh, providing college credit, like APs, for the courses that they take, applying, applying those credits towards Gen Ed. Think of it as uh, college credit plus classes, uh, whatever the equivalent is in your state for students to take college level courses and get your university credit for it. That's what uh, this is. It's like AP, it's like IB. And what uh, the folks at Northeastern had done is identify um, their folks look over the curriculum and really dig deep. They've done some longitudinal longitudinal studies for their students who came in uh, with CBSE, uh, looking at them uh, and in terms of grades in the courses, the next level courses after they started uh, with uh, with the transfer credit they were given. They were seeing what what their next level up would be, how they did most classes in that particular discipline, and. The longitudinal studies showed that their grades were at or above where they would have been anyway. So uh, grade-wise, so they have uh, now are offering transfer credit for scores uh, 81, 80 percent or above on the CBSEs. So it's uh, really reflective of uh, opening the door, removing barriers to the students, a million plus students a year who are taking that exam, uh, CBSE exams. The good thing is those exams are taken in February. The results are known by May. So they have those before they deposit and enroll in the university. So uh, I see a, an old colleague uh, that uh, everyone will know. We're going to bring in Clay Hensley here. Clay, how are you? Good to see you, sir. 
How are you? We're live on our Wednesday live chat. I'm addicted to that. It's an honor. One of my favorite addicts. Uh, <laughs> Clay Hensley. Clay, you're here. Uh, okay, what brings you here now? Uh, what's your experience been? This You've been to multiple IC3s? I think I've been to them all. Really? Yeah, okay. maybe that's the first one. But uh, it's grown, it's expanded, resources that provide. And for me, this I had uh, I this is my first IC3. I uh, last couple of years I've had a, I've had some FOMO going on. To be honest, I wanted to be here, seeing all my colleagues that I've known for years, experiencing this environment. And the second year in a row here in Hyderabad, and it looks like they're it's planned to move to Delhi next year. Yeah, but apparently bandwidth is being. But I'm really appreciate you taking the time, Clay. Thank it's you. Always a pleasure. Wow, very kind, very kind. Cheers. So uh, happy to happy to be having these conversations today uh, with uh, colleagues I haven't seen in a while who are back out on the road. As I mentioned, this is our first trip for UNLV recruiting direct recruitment trips, uh, working with our Asian partners, uh, having uh, college fairs, uh, meeting with students, having some really in-depth conversations with students. So it's been a real, real, uh, real pleasure getting a chance to do this. So I wanted to wanted to share uh, opportunities to connect. Uh, we've had some some uh, really good friends I haven't seen in a while that are um, part of a larger conversation we're having on uh, on international ed. Some of, uh, uh, meeting with some of our agent partners at a dinner the other night, just last night uh, with Career Mosaic, uh, being on a panel talking about some of the best practices uh, that we could be implementing in our relationships with. Uh, agents uh, and universities around the world. And what what does that look like? What do we need to be doing that we're not uh, talking through some of those things? So it's been a really productive, all-encompassing trip. But I want to end with a a, a piece of uh, a, a particular event we did on Monday. Uh, I'll I'll give you some background on this one. We started about about a week ago Monday. We had a a video call, a Zoom call with uh, prospective university in India that um, I've heard of uh, but wasn't very familiar with, uh, Jamia Milia Islamia. That's actually the number three ranked university in India. Uh, we had a call, video call with uh, the provost, or actually not the provost, the vice chancellor, which is the equivalent of the, of the president of the university. So that was um, uh, a nice surprise. Uh, it came about because uh, successful alumni of that university, JMI, uh, who has been in the U.S. for a while. He's uh, on the board of directors, uh, advisory board, I should say, for our College of Engineering at uh, UNLV. And he, uh, the, the alumni, set up this meeting with, uh, with the university. And um, they were they were in India, as if you're not aware. Hello, it's Jorge from Iowa State. Thank you, Jorge. Good to see you. Uh, and if you're not aware, with the at new at India's new education policy, the NEP that was launched in 2020, uh, you've heard probably some of uh, we talked about it on the roundup uh, and through our newsletter that a lot of um, the universities um, are now, particularly national universities, are under pressure to internationalize and show some uh, significant results, some substantive results in terms of where their partnerships are. And what they what they're doing and have done uh, at JMI is uh, with this uh, this vice chancellor who came in uh, right before the pandemic. Uh, she has taken that university from 12th in the country to number three in the most recent NIR rankings, 
And she's done that by really uh, rallying her team together to get them to start thinking um, more broadly, more entrepreneurial uh, in terms of uh, in terms of how they view their programs and what they need to do as a university to um, meet the NEP goals. And that's really driven their institution forward in the past couple of years. And now uh, they've um, we now have a partnership. We uh, officially signed the MOU on uh, Monday after a visit to their campus. I had a half day with them in the morning uh, that uh, this appointment was set up. They came out to got me, get me from my hotel, took me to campus. Then from, my, from that after the visit, they took me out to my next visit out in Gurgaon. But uh, this university is, is quite remarkable. But, and it was special because of this vice chancellor, frankly. I've done university visits, um, institutional partnership visits for going on 30 years now. And I have to say, I have never experienced what I did during this this meeting on Monday. Uh, the uh, vice chancellor uh, opened this my visit with all of the deans, literally all of the deans of all the colleges within the university, uh, met in a room, conference room, and you could tell that they respected the heck out of this lady. She was uh, had their attention, and they all had been told to do their research on our programs and. Uh, to be honest with you, there are so many individual programs that we could match up with there uh, and that we're going to see, I think, some substantive results from. I know our College of Engineering is particularly excited because uh, that's where the genesis of this, this partnership started. But to be honest, uh, this is as deep as I've seen any relationship that certainly UNLV's ever had uh, in terms of how deep it's going to be going with uh, JMI in terms of possibilities. It's really quite, quite substantial. So, um, very much uh, out of the, uh, the, the whole uh, initial call to MOU sign, it was took less than a week. Um, me, me coming over here, unfortunately, I had time on my schedule to visit the university on that day on Monday. And now uh, the door is open to connect our departments with their programs that are most interested and eager to uh, uh, follow up with a cooperation agreement kinds of programs that we can identify. and really start building uh, and putting in place for everybody. So uh, it's been a heck of a productive trip. Uh, really proud of what uh, we've been able to do here this week and really looking forward to continuing the conversation. So uh, recommend it for all of you. If you haven't been to the IC3 conference, uh, there's certainly great value in it and being next year in Delhi would be a very different environment. Uh, people here today are very excited. Uh, it is. Uh, we're about a, right now. We're about an hour away from India's attempted landing of a of a I guess a, a, a landing a lunar ship landing on the moon, uh, where the Russians collided with the surface of the moon with their attempt last week. Uh, India is about to land on the moon by uh, land their uh, their unmanned vehicle on the moon. So people here are very excited about that. So we're probably going to have a watching party here in a little bit. But uh, it's a great day here in Hyderabad. Really, really looking forward to uh, connecting with some more colleagues tonight at the dinner and hopefully over the next day or so before we uh, get back to working with our agent partners. So thanks again for being a part of the community, community here at uh, SMIE Consulting. Uh, we're really happy to be coming live from Hyderabad and looking forward to next week being back in the home office and connecting with you and giving you our reflections on this past week's trip. So wishing you all the very best and until next time, have a great day.